Thank you, God, for you are setting the captives free on tonight. And Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father. God, we thank you. Mm, God, we give you praise on tonight, God. Even through our trials, our tribulation, God, our heartbreak and heartache, God, we still yet look toward the hills from which cometh our help. All of our help come from ye, Lord. So we thank you, God, and we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor on tonight, God. For this is the day that ye have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it, God. Oh, yeah. God, and we just thank you. Hey, God, we thank you, God. We thank you for your outstretched hand of protection. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who who suffered for our sake, not for his own God, but for our sake, for our sins, for our transgressions, God. He suffered the cross for us. And we thank you, God. We thank you, God. We don't forget what he did. We don't forget the sacrifice that you made for us, God. That you gave your only begotten son. And for that, God, we give you praise. We give you glory, Abba. And we give you honor. God, we just ask you to lead, guide, and direct us into all truth and righteousness on tonight, God. Not our will, but let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, hey, our daily bread. <laughs> this day, God. This day, God. This day, This day, God. We just, we just thank you, God. There's not enough voices, enough hands to praise you and to give you honor, God. So we just say thank you, God, for looking upon us, God. And we just say thank you, God. And we just say thank you in Jesus' name. Hi, we thank you, God, on tonight. We're not going to be before you long. This is the Watchman's Teleconference. I'm your host, Glenda Treadwell. I'm excused the sound of my voice, but we are going through a couple of things. We got caught in the rain, but yet and still, we pray that the rain of the Holy Ghost come in and yes, and saturate the people on tonight. So we just thank you for tonight. We thank those that are already on the line and those that are coming on. So we just thank you guys for tonight. We're not going to be before you long. We're just going to say what the Lord has given us to say and move on. We're going to start with, we're going to start in the book of Genesis. And we're going to start the fourth chapter. And we're going to start at the 10th verse. That's Genesis chapter 4. And we're going to start at verse 10. And I'm reading from the NIV part of the Bible, we're going into the New International Version. And it says, the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. 
the 11th verse. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opens its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hands. Now we're going to jump straight on over and we're going to go to the New Testament. We're going to the book of Hebrews. Ah, yeah, that about sick. We thank you, Holy Ghost. We're going to the mm, the twelfth the twelfth chapter in the book of Hebrews. Mm. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. At twelfth chapter, we're gonna start at that first verse. Mm. Here we go. Hebrews twelve and one, and it said, therefore. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that is so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith for the joy Set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. But this is the subject where we're coming from, and it's coming out the fourth verse. And it said, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Now, this is, keep this particular scripture in the back of your head on tonight. I'm going to read it again. It said, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And the subject we're coming from tonight is simply this. Why are you yet bleeding, but you say you're healed? Ah, my God. Why are you yet bleeding and you say you're healed? God is still dealing with us in this series of heal because there are so many people in the body of Christ that is portraying healing, even going as far as to lay hands on someone else. And they saying that they are healed when they are not, when they are yet suffering in silence because of the weariness and, and, and the multitude of the church not being in the position that it is supposed to be in. We go through trials and tribulations that shall build us up in our most holiest of faith. But instead of going through it, we find ways to duck and dodge it. But when we come among the people, we perpetrate as if God has healed us. But we are yet stench of the blood that we are losing day in and day out. We perpetrate, we make a mock of Jesus and what he has gone through on that rugged cross for us. Every time we lie and say we healed or we're delivered or we're free, we are simply just taking Jesus back through every whip, every pull of his beard, 
every piercing in his side, every time they knock the nail through his hands and feet, because we don't want the people to know that we are still yet bleeding out, but we act like we got it going on. We act like we're okay. When we know we're hurting, we're literally dying, but we yet rather die than to confess that we still need help. Even when the brothers died, when as, uh, Cain and Abel, and when he struck his brother down, and he said, am I my brother's keeper? See, this is one of the things that we all forget. He said that we are the body of Christ. We are fitly joined together. We are a united front, but we have a tendency to forget that we are family in the body and we yet try to be solos or lone rangers trying to do things and perpetrate like we got things going on when we know we're hurting, we're bleeding, we're sick, we're injured and we try to fake it out. But the word of God itself says that his eyes are in every place beholding the evil and the good. We have people that have been hurting for years on end, put makeup on a black eye, so to speak, or to try to cover something up so the people don't think we are who we say we are. Sometimes back in the day, and I don't mind telling my story, when I would get physically beat, I would try to find concealer. I would try to find any kind of makeup I could to cover up that bruise or to cover up that eye until I got to the point where I was tired of hiding. And one fight I had years and years and years ago, I went and I wore my scar open. That person was angry because I didn't put no makeup on it that they knew what he knew what happened. And I just simply said, when you get sick and tired of being sick, when you get sick and tired of going through the process, when you get sick and tired of covering up the things that need to be exposed where you can get healed, then it don't matter who see you bleeding. It doesn't matter who see you hurting. It don't matter who see you because now you've forgotten about that thing called pride and you needing help. So when I got tired of my shit, when I got tired of perpetrating, I stopped putting on concealer. I stopped putting the makeup on. I went and I wore my badge of dishonor. But it wasn't a badge of dishonor for me. It was a badge of dishonor for the person who did it. Because I got tired of hiding. I got tired of covering it up. I got tired of faking it out. Same thing I'm employing back the people of God. Aren't you tired of hurting? Aren't you tired of faking? Aren't you tired of going through the facade? We know you're hurting. We know you're sick. We know you're injured. You are not fooling anybody. So let's come clean and get healed. It's just like a pimple. You can bust a pimple. <clears throat> but if you don't get the core out or the sack out, aha, 
it'll keep growing. <clears throat> it'll go away for a while. But it'll come back because you didn't move the core of it. <clears throat> when we go through things in our lives and we just use the little bit to cover it up. We don't try. We don't want to get to the root of it. We just do just enough cosmetic surgery <clears throat> to say that we are okay. And I rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. We do enough to say that we are okay. But we know we're not totally healed. <clears throat> it's just like having stitches. And the doctor tell you, well, don't move this way. Or don't move that way because you may pop a stitch. But if you pop a stitch, you're not going to tell someone that you did. You're going to cover it up. But by not telling someone you popped it, <coughs> will simply cause infection to come upon it. <laughs> My God. So we need to be truthful with ourselves to accept the healing that we need in this season. <coughs> when we begin to stop hiding, to stop fronting, and to be real with what's going on in our lives. It's not about who knows about what we're doing or what we're going through, but it's simply about being honest enough to say you need help. <clears throat> Nobody that gone through any type of abuse wants to admit they are going through abuse. That they are going through things in their life. Nobody wants to admit that. Nobody wants to go through that. Because it may you may think it shows weakness. Or it may show that we're not capable of dealing with things. But we got to understand men and women of God. Even in this month. This is domestic violence awareness month. There are people going through, men and women, that go through so much turmoil, so much hell in their life, and they cover it up. Yes, there are even men that women beat up, and they cover it up because no, that he don't want nobody to know that he's letting this woman beat on him, and he's not striking back. And see, they, people don't want to admit to things like that, but this is the world that we live in. That's when in that scripture it says that we have yet to strive for sin and lose blood. We have not paid the cost of sin by shedding blood. We have not fought the good fight of faith and lost blood. We have not gone through anything of that nature and have went into a place where we have lost something, lost something physical losing blood or even losing a limb or anything like that. We have not gotten to that point yet. We don't want our hearts to be broken. Let's long go through something. We're in a time now that the enemy will use whomever he wants to to get you into a place where he can use you. Because, see, this is what the enemy do. He goes to and fro seeking whom he may devour. And, it, and let me give you this. <clears throat> Believe you me, the enemy knows your assignment better than you do. Let me, <laughs> let me say it again. The enemy knows your God-given assignment better than you do. Why do you think he's taking you through all this? Why do you think you go through 
through because of the mantle that has already been placed upon your life. God allows the enemy to go up and down to and fro through the earth to seek who he can attack. And he will tell the enemy, just like he told him when he came to Job, you can do anything to him, but don't touch his life. Ah! Some of you wonder by, why am I going through all this? Why am I suffering all these things? Why is my family acting like they ain't got good sense? Why is the people on my job making me want to pull out a gun and bust a cap on them? Because you are being tested. You're being tested to see. <laughs> You're being tested. The greater the mantle, the bigger the test. The testing, the trying of your faith, it works your patience. But you are also seeing how far you can go through this thing. When we see what God has placed upon us and what God is requiring of us, we look at the beauty part of it. We look at how God wants to use us in ministry, how he wants us to lay hands upon the sick and they recover. He wants us to do anything, but you don't want to go through the part where you may lose your job. <laughs> you may lose friends and family. You may lose loved ones. You may lose material things. Yeah, hey, hey, glory to God. Just to see, just to see where you turn. <laughs> My God, just to see if you will turn, if you are so hurt that you will leave God. If you are so damaged, you will walk away from God because you're tired. Just imagine what our big brother went through. Just imagine every bit of heartache, heartbreak. He even asked his father to take the cup away. But and then he just said, you know what? Not my will, but let your will be done. We have to understand in this season, somebody is looking at us. Mm, ah, yes, God. Somebody is looking at the ministry that is right before them. You may think you're not doing something, but I guarantee you there is somebody looking at your life. There's somebody observing your lifestyle. There's somebody that's out there and saying, have you ever looked at what sister so-and-so doing? Have you ever looked at what uh, brother Richard doing? Or have you ever seen Elder Trent? Well, he, he, he don't never, he'll never get angry. He just kind of look and go on. It's something wrong with them. No. They have just said they rather walk the walk than to throw in the towel. We have people that don't want to go through anything, but want the accolades that comes with the gifting. Jesus lived to be 33, and he didn't do ministry, but three years of the 33, he was on this earth. But nevertheless, he did more in those three years than 333,333 people could do. He made an impact that changed the world. And that is what God is demanding of us. We are not all pulpit preachers. We are not always prophetic utterances. 
We are not always those that lay hands on sick and they recover or we lay hands and cast out devils. We all don't lie. We don't lie. No bullshit. We all don't work that particular gifting. Some of us just love on people. Some of us just want to be a help to somebody. Some of us just simply just being a servant of the king. Years ago, and I share that with everybody, uh, Pastor Ernestine Thomas, one thing she taught me, and I promise it stuck, and I mean it stuck, and it's to this day, and she demonstrated it. Never take your apron off. Even Jesus washed the feet of his disciples to show people, let the greatest among you be the servant. We've gotten it twisted along the way. We think the higher the office, the less we have to work. That is not the case. Hey, glory to God. The higher the office, the more the work. I don't understand where the people got it twisted because if you had a bigger position, that meant you had to do more work. That's just like even in the secular world, if you had a job, if you got promoted to a supervisor or a manager, that didn't mean you did less work. That meant you did more work because now somebody, hey, God, now somebody trusts you to do greater work. <laughs> Hear what the Holy Ghost said on tonight. God trusts you to do greater work. That's why he has endowed you with power. Upon high. Because he know you'll do it. He can trust you with the gifting. Because we say the gifting and calling are without repentance. God is trusting you with what he has given you. He don't have to worry if you're not going to do it. He knows that you're going to do it. But you got to have the faith to push through. Yes, some of this stuff can be hard. Yes. Some of this stuff can be downright painful. Yes, sometimes you don't want to do anything. I learned about 45 minutes ago, a dear friend of mine was killed in Stockton, California. When I was out there, this girl was a dear friend to me. And I just found out she got killed. Her and her unborn child. Killed. Because she got tired of being abused. And so now the abuser took her out. This is why God is so adamant about us being about his business. We have things like this happening in the earth. We have enemies out there that is attacking our people. And we're supposed to be the original homeland security. And we have to stay on the wall. Even when Nehemiah came down off the wall, he still had two weapons in his hand. So God, hey God, hey glory to God, hey Jesus, don't you dare, dare lay down your weapons in this season. Don't you dare come off the wall not ready to fight. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God with the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Don't you dare drop your weapons in this season. We are in the fight of our lives in this season. We are in a fight. 
not just a fight of faith, but a natural fight of our lives. This enemy wants to take us out. He may not take us out as far as natural death, or he may attack us some other kind of way. We're in a, we're in a, a, the, the week of Wicca, <coughs> which is the season where the witches gather and they get stronger. The witches Man. get recruiters. Do you not hear me? You have witches out here, witches and warlocks that recruit people just like the military do. They take their stuff serious. But look at the body of Christ. You almost scared to ask somebody, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You scared to ask somebody when you got witches, warlocks, walking up to them. Ain't you tired of living for God? And I politely asked her, ain't you tired of living? Because she ain't living. If you operating in demonic entities, you're just a shell because when the devil get through with you, he through with you, period. But thank God for grace and mercy because a lot of us should have been gone. All oh, but thanks be unto God that he looked down upon us in our mess and still said, I can use them. <laughs> Glory to God. We have yet strived against it and lost blood. We have not even got a paper cut for the kingdom. But we say we out here working. We doing it. And as soon as something don't go right, you ready to throw in the towel. <coughs> you ready to run back. You ready to go back to the club. You ready to go back, get your head, your, your weed. Come on now. We all did it one point one time in our life. If it didn't go right, you turn right back. And they welcoming you. Come on, here you go. Here, hit this blunt. Yeah, come on, take this. Oh, you, you feel a real bad? Take a couple of miles. Come on now. I'm saying what's real. What's really real. And that's what's going to take in this season to win people to God. They don't need to see your facade. They need to see your hell. They need to see what you came out of. They need to know what you came out of. And then they can say, well, if they can go through all that, hmm, maybe there's something to it. Because I promise you, them witches and warlocks out there looking real good to them folks. And they ain't doing nothing. Nothing. You look, they got gothic colors on. They walking around with black everything. White faces. And telling them, oh, you can do this. And if you do this, they are teaching them voodoo and voodoo. These to kids. We're talking kids, not even teenagers yet. Come on now. Wicca for dummies? Witchcraft for dummies? You can buy the book. You can buy it. How many books you see? Um, Jesus for beginners. Huh? How many? See that what I'm saying? The enemy gains more ground because the enemy gives the flesh something that it craves. It's the flesh that it goes after. It's the flesh that makes it look good. It's the flesh they tell you to take this, smoke this, drink this, lay down with this one or that one. It's a coil of a python spirit that's luring you unto death. 
But the word tells us, look into Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And even sometimes our, our faith gets shaky. We go through things. Ain't no sense in trying to fake the funk. We go through stuff. And a lot of times we don't want to go through it. <coughs> but we have to understand <clears throat> what will be worse. Me going through this to see what the end going to be or stop doing it and go back. Because just like when the house got swept and clean and garnished and the spirit ran out, it got thrown out. It said it came back with how many more worse than he? Come on. This is what we fight against. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. We got kids. That is speaking things and they speaking them in faith and they speaking Hindu and they speaking things coming from Momo, different entities that attract children. We got a fight on our hands, but because we may not be in a pulpit, <laughs> we don't want to do nothing. Because we ain't running stuff, we don't want to do it. Let so-and-so do it. But then as soon as they start doing good for somebody, they go out there and doing the work. Now here you come. See, this is the thing. We are supposed to be a functioning unit. He said many members, but one body. But one body. We, we all, everybody at one point, you want to be running something or be in charge of something. How about being in charge of yourself? How about doing what the Lord is telling you to do in this season? All the people that are out here hurting, wounded, and, and we, we got pastors, we got leaders that are in the body of Christ that are bleeding out. Literally bleeding out because they have never truly allowed the healing virtue of God to heal and deliver them. Because in their eyesight, that looks weak. They don't look like they're supposed to be this pastor that is over people. They think they should have this certain facade. The one that has the greatest call should run to the altar quicker than anybody else. Because we have responsibilities when it comes to the body of Christ. A lot of times when you have leaders laying hands, they're not laying hands in the spirit of God. They're laying hands and they are <laughs> and they are passing on one spirit to another. Because they refuse to allow the healing virtue of God to work in their life. They refuse to let the people that is in the church, you may not even be a leader, you may be a layman, but the anointing of God may be on that person, but because it's just who they are. They won't allow them to flow in what God has called them to do. Because we worry that they may take the members. <laughs> My God. Or they may look better than I do. I can't have that. People start looking at them and stop looking at me. It's not a competition. It's compassion for the body of Christ. We've lost our zeal for love and compassion for our brethren. Because we have allowed jealousy, envy, and strife to penetrate the household of faith. 
Because the Bible says where there's jealousy, envy, and strife, there is every evil work. And he tell us to work the work while it's day. Because when night comes, no man can work. My question tonight, if you have not been doing the work, are you ready to do the work? <laughs> if you know in your heart of hearts, you have not been doing the work. Tonight, tonight, the Lord said, are you ready to do the work? Because guess what? People sometimes misconstrue scripture. The Bible didn't say for you to do your first works over. It said do your first works. <laughs> because you haven't even started. It's time for us to do our works. We get, we still got, <clears throat> woo, Holy Ghost. We still got some daylight left now. We still got some daylight left. Let's get about it. Let's be about it. Let's go about our father business and work while we still got some daylight. Because when that night comes, nobody will be able to work. Let us work while we got some daylight left. Hey, God. Let us work. Why we got daylight left? Let's work while we got some daylight left. He's not holding us against us. We all we got to do is repent to God, to each other, and get going. That's it. That's it. It ain't about who you connected to. But it's about the real connection. It's about the true connection. It's just like when you see a, a, a strip. I can't think of the name of it. But a lot of people use them for computers. It's one plug-in to the power source. But it's five plug-ins for everything else. My God. Let's just make sure we plugged up to the source. When we go forth and do what we have to do for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we come together in the unity of the faith. But first, we got to check the love walk, because faith works by love. We can't walk in faith and hate our brother. We can't walk in faith and hate our sister. We can't do it. We can't. We can perpetrate all day long. But God know the intents of your heart. Amen. He said, he hold the king's heart in his hand and he turned it in the direction he wanted to go. Now don't you know God got your heart? God see your heart? He sees your mind? Woo! My God. Hey! He see your filthy fives, your nasty nines, and your dirty dozens. He see them. All we got to do is repent. That's it. That's all we have to do. If we've messed up somewhere along the way, let's repent. And if you mess with, up with somebody or you hurt somebody, repent to them. 
He shall repent of your sins and he will throw them as far as the east from the west. Let us work while we got daylight left. Because when night come, hey, my God, when night come, hey, Rabasha, when night come, hey, when night comes, oh, Jesus, hey, when night comes. When night comes, he's given us, hey God, he's given us time and chance to get it right. So we still got a little daylight left, y'all. We still got some daylight. She We have daylight left. Let's get it right. Let's get it together. And let's work until it gets dark. Because he's given us time and chance. And yeah, we still got some daylight left in the kitchen. Hey, y'all, my see. We still got some daylight left. We have yet to lose blood. We have yet to have anything when it comes to striving against sin. We haven't received a paper cut. No one has lost blood striving against sin. And he's given us time to get it right. So if we do have to, oh Jesus, if we have to, if we got to lose some blood for the kingdom, we'll be ready. Die, my father, who with art in heaven, Oh, hello be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We still got daylight left, people. Oh, Jesus. We still, hey, that's all deep down in my spirit. We got day, we got daytime left. We got some daylight left. We got some daylight left. We got some daylight left. It's all in my spirit. We got some daylight left. Let's work. Let's work. Let's work while we still got some daylight. Let's work while we still yet got time to repent and get it right with our brethren and with God. We still got some daylight left. Let us strive on to perfection. Let us go on into maturity so that we can get this thing right with God and with his people. Even when he told, hey, even when he told, hey, Abraham, when he told him to sacrifice his son, he wanted to see how much he loved him. 
He wanted to see if Abram loved him enough to sacrifice the one thing he treasured more than anything on the earth. And that was his son. What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to lay down for the kingdom of God? Even when he prepared to kill him, the Lord gave him hey, a ram in the bush. God just want to know, are you Are you ready to work while you got day left? Are you ready to work? Wow, we got daylight left. <coughs> I'm done. <clears throat> I'm done. I never go past what the Holy Ghost give me. But that's what's, that's what's in my spirit. It's just bubbling and rolling over. <laughs> we still got some daylight left. Woo! Yes! We still got some daylight left, people of God. There you know, shut down. We got some daylight left. I yield the floor to whomever's on this line. I yield the floor for whatever God has placed in your heart to say or what. The, the floor is now yielded to you. Amen. Oh, my God. Whew. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. The floor is open. Anybody have anything they want to say on tonight? The floor is open. Amen. Did somebody say something? I thought I heard someone. I, I don't know if that is sound. I don't know who it is, but I swear it sounds like Elder Baldwin. But if it's not, forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just insulting. I'm just exhausted. I'm on him, but I'm just exhausted. <laughs> yes. My God. Yes. Amen. My God, woman of God, I just thank you for just just coming on. That that's a blessing to me. <laughs> you, <laughs> who y'all don't know what a blessing this woman of God here is. <laughs> My God, and I know you working with the school and everything else. So woman of God, I I I know I know you're tired in your body. We speak. We just speak for the Spirit of God to refresh you even right now. All I hear God say, run like never before. Hey! Hey! Hey, go! You already running. He said, but run like never before. Hey! Hey! God, I call for Deuteronomy strength to her body right now. In the name of Jesus. For she 
will run like never before, God, because she know there's daylight left. My. Thank you, Father, for such a powerful vessel on tonight. We decree strength and vitality to every muscle, every blood cell in her body. We decree strength and vitality on tonight for the woman of God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Woman of God, I don't know when it's going to take for, but I know promotion is right now for thee. He said, you've already been faithful over those things. Promotion is at hand, saith the Lord. Hey! They don't see what you go through. They don't see the fights. The warfare that you endure. Oh, Jesus. My God. Oh, Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Woo! Hey! Thank you, Thank you, Hey, Thank you, God, for such a gift to the body. Hey! Woo! Yes, God. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. I'm not cutting it off. Anybody have anything to say? The floor, we yield the floor. I, I just want to say, Apostle, uh, that I really enjoyed that. I mean, I, I did a message before. Uh, work wise, say you go when night comes, no man can work. Uh, I tell you, a week later, my husband went into the hospital, and 23, 23 days later, he passed. But I thank God for a line that word to come forth. Uh, even if he didn't have a right, he got a right before he passed. So I just thank God uh, for that because you, you brought it out. I mean, and now and then I can hear it just like just hear, just hear in work, work, why stay? Work, why stay? And God for, for that, you know, uh, uh, the message is, was excellent and it was on time. <sighs> Because we sit down, we sit down, we think just just being saved, but it's work to be done. It's work to be done. Mm. People say people need to be here. People need to be delivered. Yes. In in the church, it's not just those that's out there, but the ones that in the church as well. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen. Yes, ma'am. And they smile in your face. Come on. 
God. Yes, glory to God. They smile in your face. Like you said, they're hurting. But yet, too powerful. Say that I need help. Bye bye, yo. Yes, God. Mm. Yes, God. Yes, God. Amen. Amen. I bless God for tonight. Amen. 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 Heavenly God, we honor you on tonight. We honor you. We honor you, Elder Bow. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you, woman of God. For your labor love is not in vain. We honor you. We honor you. Ha! We honor you. Thank you, Father God, for such a vessel in the kingdom. I'm still, I still got the floor yielded. Y'all have anything? Anybody else have something to say? Because we're not going to prolong the time. We know people have work. We got people got to go to school, jobs. So we try not to prolong the time because we know the time is well spent. And I just thank God for those that came on. I know I have a lot that's on and they always have their phones on mute and I, I know who they are and so I appreciate everybody that's on here on tonight and I'll say it again even before we we close out we still got some daylight left so let's let's go to work so let's work let's work the work that he has assigned for us to do so father God even on tonight I just thank you for those that are on even nothing but to listen God, I thank you for those that have came on. And I thank you, God, that I pray that this word would permeate their minds, souls, and spirits so that they too may know that there yet work to be done and that we yet have daylight left. So, God, I thank you for this night. God, I pray I pray, and I thank you for the Kia family. I thank God for the Eagle Saints family. I thank God for those that are connected, God. I thank you for those that are praying for one another in the beauty of holiness. And we just thank you, God, for all that you have done, that you are doing, and what you are about to do for your people. And it is in Jesus Christ's name we say amen and thank God. Well, I thank you guys for coming on on tonight. We will not be having it on next Thursday because we have some other things to do in for the kingdom. But until then, I thank you for coming to um, be on the Watchman Teleconference. I'm your host, Glenda Treadwell, and we thank you guys for coming on. And I just decree and declare that the Lord give you all sweet sleep and just we'll be able to minister to you while you even sleep and slumber. And we just thank God for you. Until next time, this is the Watchman Teleconference. Be blessed. Bye-bye.